0: If you want to know if I'm safe from the fire, fucking call me. I'll be like, I'm in that fire right now, motherfucker. It is awesome in here. The, the yes. l- best looting is going down.
1: You need to come to the fire, man. You don't understand. It's so
0: great in the fire. Once you accept the fire into your life, just everything is better. Everyone's mistake <laughs> is running from the fire. That makes it angry. And When fires are angry, that they burn down It doesn't down make it hotel. angry. It
1: makes it lonely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I chose to comfort the fire. Me and it are chilling. We hit a liquor store a couple minutes ago. We're just going to haul an ass around town, burning shit at will, watching some TV, playing some Xbox, you know. We're going to a weed store next. Not because I want to smoke it, because I want to see what happens.
1: <laughs> Me and the fire got this great thing going. I We stopped at a dish rag store, and I just grab a, alcohol, put a rag in, and it lights it, and then we throw it at shit. It's so
0: cool. Yeah.
1: I've accepted the fire as one of my, or the spires accepted me as one of its own. It tends to indoctrinate me. Um, it said that it's going to make me one with itself, which is a little bit daunting because I think that means I'll be engulfed, but, you know, I'm, I'm confident things will be just
2: fine. Wouldn't be
0: my first time on fire. Whatevs. It's <laughs> how
3: I roll. <sighs>
0: Last fire couldn't put me down. Doubt this one will either. Let's do this fire.
1: <laughs> Hello and welcome to Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 86, uh, which is 85 more than I ever anticipated this would go to forever ago when Charlie asked me if I wanted to start a podcast with him, um, and I mistakenly said yes. Which was a first, first domino in a long list of poor decisions that led me to this exact moment. See, this is that where we—this
0: is where you and I differ on this one. I think there's was <laughs> just yet another domino in the porch that was started off by the poor choice of responding when I yelled, "Hey, you!" at you at some point.
1: <laughs> I should have known to just look away, like maybe he's talking to someone else. Make. Force him to be talking to someone else. Just don't acknowledge. Don't look up. Don't make eye contact. Stop making eye contact. Ah, now you're boned.
0: Yeah, this is just the fallout of the ongoing consequences of knowing me.
1: Which is a thing that there are consequences, too. It's just like, you know, when you read the side effects on the bottle, like, the side effects on the tin of knowing, knowing Charlie, like, you may or may not wind up on a podcast. You may or may not inevitably hate, end up hating yourself.
0: Inevitably, You probably death. already
1: hate yourself. You talked to Charlie. <laughs> what were you thinking?
0: Be prepared for death. Not because he's going to kill you, but because he'll remind you that human life is fleeting and perpetually moving in one direction. Yep. But yeah, welcome to the Wicked Awesome cast.
1: And if it, if it wasn't heavily inferred, that or the other voice on this podcast other than mine is Charlie. Yes. A.K.A. Mordak.
0: We are without Alex. <laughs> yes. We are without Alex this week, and probably for at least the next couple of weeks, as we try and work out some scheduling stuff. Uh, as we say many times in the past, when work stuff gets in the way, the podcast kind of takes a hit, unfortunately, but we roll on. Thankfully, this is happening in kind of the dead zone of gaming news, and we get to get weird with our topics these days, because, well... Uh, we stretch some topics pretty thin occasionally. This is us, like, hooking a topic up to the back of a se- of two semis and driving in opposite directions till that damn thing draw snaps. and quartering it yeah. with a semi-truck? <laughs> hey, draw and quartering involves four semi-trucks. I just did two.
1: <laughs> this is like the redneck version of drawing and quartering?
0: No, I think the redneck version of drawing and quartering is just drawing and quartering still, but...
1: Oh, yeah, they have horses, don't yeah, they?
0: Yeah, sometimes.
1: Sometimes.
0: I'm <laughs> just picturing, like, four possums chained to some dude and being like, wait, will this actually do anything? Maybe.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Why
0: are they all playing dead? <laughs> ah, damn it, the murder possums are scared again.
1: <laughs> How do we motivate the murder possums? Hey, now the perp's just playing dead. He thinks we're going to forget about him, too.
0: How did he dislocate his arms like that, Willie Daddy? (laughs) Willie Daddy?
1: I don't know, Willie Brother. Son. There's a low-hanging fruit joke in here. Yeah, let's (laughs) let's move on. Jim, bailing me out of my Oklahoma joke.
0: (laughs) No, he'd be (laughs) down there with you. That's not how that works. (laughs) He'd be down there with you, I'd be like, God damn it. How is Jim the whitest guy on this podcast again? All right, because Oklahoma. (laughs)
2: oh
1: my god so how are you doing this fine week
0: Uh, all things considered not bad Uh, the, the area I've chosen to live in is on fucking fire again and there is ash everywhere and highways are closed and like my throat perpetually burns a little bit and I'm kind of perpetually about to sneeze and I keep mistaking falling ash for snow so no, all, you don't get okay.
1: snow. You that that's a me thing. You don't get snow.
0: Yeah, I white falling stuff. If you grow up it you go, oh, it's snowing, and then you go, no, it's weirdly warm actually. What? Oh, because right, <laughs> half the city's on fire again. <laughs> oh, yeah. We... I can
1: remember watching the show King of the Hill back when I was a kid, and one of the few episodes I enjoyed because I'm not a big King of the Hill fan was the day that the episode where they had a snow emergency. And their very first reaction to Snow was, Hey, Ma, I think some place is burning down. Oh my God, Bobby, that's Snow.
0: uh, Yeah, our nonchalantness around the fire in LA is actually kind of like, it's the opposite of that spectrum. It's like, oh, a large chunk of the city's on fire and one of our major museums might burn down. Eh, it's raining. Everyone inside, we're all gonna die.
1: (laughs) I think what it is is, you have moved into the like the rest of the world dealing with their individualistic natural disaster like if you're in florida you get hurricanes if you're in the northeast or like i am you get blizzards if you're in oklahoma like jim you get tornadoes and you get kind of used to like your natural disaster i, I and eventually agree with it eventually just you. becomes like the thing you deal with
0: i agree except- with you except for the fact that every single time a hurricane hits florida everyone i know that lives there and has lived there for extended periods of time acts like this is the first goddamn time it's ever happened and i'm like w- weren't you prepared for when this happened last week? No, it's happening all over again. Oh god, we're going to die. This happened like 4 days ago, idiot.
1: Yep. I say our Yay Florida. <laughs> um but i do feel our i feel like LA's amount of like they're just becoming okay with the fact that they're on fire. But the thing is, is there's nothing okay about being on fire.
0: Yeah, I, for better or worse, like, and uh, this one's pretty bad, most of the fires typically get, like, contained to the hills that no one lives on. So while it's terrifying that you have, like, a hill on fire, rarely do, I'm not going to say rarely, but, like, not the same level of fire happens that's happened this time around. Like, I think like a, like 10,000-some-odd people got evacuated out of fire zones and stuff like that, Like, which is a little less common. Normally a forest mm-hmm. fire, or normally a brush fire out here is like, oh, that hill's on fire. Oh, that one rich dude lives there. Heh, sucks to be him. You, you
3: all get have Richie?
1: volcano insurance,
3: right? Yeah. Yeah, no. I... I can buy earthquake insurance. I want I mean, act of God
1: insurance. <laughs> the funny thing is, is that's like the one thing insurance will not cover. Um, let's say that said earthquake insurance is an actual like thing. You might have to deal
0: with. Yep. Oh, I get flyers for it. It's really kind of fun to read it. It's like, do you have earthquake insurance? And I'm like, no, Put the fear of God in me, earthquake insurance sales bro. Sure. Earthquakes are coming for you, for me?
1: <laughs> the earthquakes, they're, they're massing door. in numbers they never seen before, roaming the streets. I don't know, like, just, just looking in windows and shit.
0: <laughs> so I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft lately, and they have elementals in that game, which are, like, personifications of, like, wind or fire or, like, occasionally in dumb cases, like, heart. No, but you have one that's like, okay, it's like, oh, it's, it's a water uh, elemental, it's a fire oh, elemental, yeah. it's a dust elemental, whatever. And then you have, like, the bubbling spring elemental, and you're like, well, that's weirdly specific. A couple of days you have, like, the raging storm elemental. You're like, that's not even an element. Like, that's just electricity. <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're the lightning elemental. No, it's the raging storm one. What's that one? Oh, that's the dust storm elemental. You, you, you mean the one I just fought a couple seconds ago in a desert? <laughs> totally different. That one. I know you- enough
1: bullshit alchemy to know that storms aren't an element, but yeah. water totally is.
0: Yes. I- <laughs> so uh, the idea of there being an earthquake elementalist roaming streets of like a gang of them in like slicked back hair and leather jackets, just roaming LA. Oh, and they
1: drop ten XP each, and yeah. occasionally one of them will drop. I don't know a tear drop, a storm's tear drop, which is said to cure. I don't know your wildest desires. Doesn't matter. Oh
0: no, it'd be elemental rumble. Low drop rates. It'd be elemental. (laughs) This is the joke I'm searching for. Yeah, I. Yeah, I did
1: not mean to talk over you twice. (laughs) No,
0: that's fine. That's kind of how it feels to talk about earthquakes in L.A. Like talking about weather in L.A. Period. It's like it's coming for you, not your friends, not your family. You.
1: Well, they need to make you understand that if you do not buy their insurance, like you're like the value on your house is going to go down you'll have uneven tire wear on your car like you need to understand that not giving them money is going to be adversely or is going to adversely affect you which is why you'll feel better once you give them your money
0: yeah yeah. I, earthquake insurance feels like something that should sell itself kind of like it should be a binary choice do I have earthquakes do I not have earthquakes yes or no <laughs> Do you have earthquakes? Yeah, you probably need insurance for that shit. Do you not have earthquakes? No, you probably don't need insurance for that shit. (laughs) Like, it's kind of like, if I lived in a place that got firestorms on the reg, I I mean, like, lava coming down from the sky and globs, I'd be like, do I need an armored car? Yes!
1: (laughs) It seems so, like, self-explanatory, like, do you need to deal with volcanoes? Yeah, you probably want volcano insurance. Do you flood a lot? You probably want flood insurance. Do you, I don't know, have gangs of Mormons roaming your streets that occasionally assault people? You need Mormon insurance.
0: Or just like, uh, what repels Mormons? Beer?
3: Um, monogamy? Sure. <laughs>
1: Couples counseling? Couples counseling? Well, the trick is you marry a couple's counselor and then it's it's not counseling anymore. It's Just being in a relationship.
0: That's how it works.
1: Oh, uh, 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 yeah, yeah I've, I've got I've got it all figured out. Jeff's the love guru. Uh, do no not use any advice. Have ever yeah.
0: been said <laughs> if, if Jeff ever gives you dating or relationship advice, do the Disregard exact opposite it. of what he told you to do. Like if he says, don't kill your wife, kill your wife. That's how wrong he typically is.
1: <laughs> I am the Lewis from Stranger Things of Love Lives. Every phrase I say is incorrect. I think it's season more, one, Lewis. That is.
0: I think it's more you're kind of followed by a demon that makes like everything you say in that category immediately the opposite. Like, like if you said you shouldn't kill your wife, that the, immediately that demon makes it so that guy needs to kill his wife immediately. It's like no, no, she's possessed by the Satan and eating orphans are you sure jeff yeah don't kill her i'm not doing the exact opposite of what you just said for me to do
1: it's it's like the episode of the fairly odd parents when timmy's mom becomes a weather woman yeah and he wishes that everything that she says comes true and then it retroactively does basically yeah So, so i'm telling you so you want to date that girl you should probably date that girl I, I guess I'm just not dating anymore. I've, I've just committed to the single life now because Jeff told me to seek out relationship.
2: What happened?
1: What's the inverse of a guru? I don't know. We need a word this for podcast? like... Yeah, this podcast. I don't know. Uh, it's like love like...
0: propaganda
1: espionage. Not espionage. Um, saboteur? Saboteur. Yeah, love saboteur, Jeff to for all your relationship needs speaking of which now is a fantastic time to plug the email on this podcast if you need relationship advice no, and want terrible actually, yeah, advice
0: yeah no no right message me yeah no no do that do do that <laughs> you should totally do that you'll get advice
1: that probably sounds something along the lines of here's what jeff thinks you should earnestly do and here's what charlie says you should definitely not do because that would be listening to jeff
2: Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so, did you... Go ahead.
0: Back to our most scheduled topics, I guess. Uh, so, literally, right after last week's podcast, I went and saw an Arch Enemy show. You went to an Arch Enemy show? Right after last week's podcast was recorded, yeah. like We ended Sick. up looking out the door to the subway. I'm like, oh, shit, gotta get to a show.
1: I'm so jealous. You got to go see Elisa White
0: This is like my third time seeing her. That's awesome. Yeah, I... Uh, Arch Enemy is one of those few bands that whenever they're in town, me and Jen try and get out to see them just because it's like, they're so good. There's nothing like truly exceptional about the band, but all the parts add up to a truly good rock show. Mm -hmm. Like they're just a good band
1: and they're always fun. Now I want to like stop recording this podcast and go listen to Ravenous a bunch. (laughs) No, but so I, I, I'm not going to do that. Obviously.
0: No, but the Quick. other, the one negative effect of this is that I now want a Canucks jersey because Arch Enemy was selling Arch Enemy hockey jerseys, and the only one they had left was in the Canucks colors, because they just came from Canada.
1: <laughs> well, the agonist was from Canada.
0: Uh, yeah, they made, they, they fucking made hockey jerseys, and all of them except the Canucks ones were great, but because Arch Enemy jersey, I now want a Canucks one.
1: Oh my god.
0: Calgary Flames ones was solid the which one the calgary uh the flames one was really solid actually it's black and red yeah
2: yeah the canada surprised you didn't get that
0: terrible either oh this is all that was left Mm -hmm. like this was me being like i need i I want one of these they're like we don't have that size what sizes do you have that size i'll squeeze that the guy takes it off his back and hands it to me and i'm like oh shit
1: damn that is commitment damn merch dude Yeah, I'm now going to like the Arch Enemy merch store because I want to see these
0: jerseys. Oh, they're not. You can't get them. They were limited for the tour in really? Canada. These were left over.
3: Ah. Yes. Right. Kind of like the Osma awesome Marth
0: jerseys were limited to the tour. Okay. But I'm off topic. So I'm poking at WoW some. Me and Alex are created to stream that with some frequency, and my altaholism is strong. I i Now I understand. I keep changing characters over and over because uh, I don't feel one class can really express who I am as an individual. Hmm. Oh, you've been living in
1: L. A. so long now. You got that special snowflake syndrome going. Ah. Uh, uh, all right. Yeah. You got Hollywood on me, huh? Charlie. This was the
0: biggest issue back when I played well. Actually, because I couldn't commit to one <laughs> class. I'm like, now I feel like playing this today, which isn't a problem, except. At the time, it made progressing really a fucking pain in the ass. Yeah.
1: I mean, back in your day, not... Or I know enough to know, back in your day, fucking, if you wanted to get a character to level 60, you needed to commit to that yeah, shit. Yeah, that
0: was a job because People were impressed by that. Yeah. I think I've said that enough recently, yes. Uh, I've also been hate-playing Destiny wonderfully wrong wonderfully wrong so the day before this podcast got recorded the first piece of dlc came out me and alex have not streamed anything around that dlc yet because we're gonna do it on the pc i could not bring myself to play the pc version because i find this game has fucking shitty ass piece I, i i've reached a point in my life where i think i'm realizing i don't like pc controls actually as much for everything
1: why don't you just plug your controller into it
0: that is what i have done. And there's mm-hmm. something real wrong about plugging a PS4 controller into a PC to play Destiny 2. Yeah, on the PC, PC Master
1: Race, you have the option.
0: Yeah, I, it's. I tried giving a mouse and keyboard a shot, it just feels wrong. And they have some real good aim assist on the controller for the PC version. Mm mm-hmm. You're matching uh, mouse level precision a little too well. It's a little terrifying. Mm hmm. But on the opposite end of the spectrum, I've been slowly actually getting into Rainbow Six Siege. Okay, then. Yeah, I... Pray I tell. I started playing this when I was on the road, actually, in upstate New York, because it was still around, and like every time like I'd go to a forum that was talking about it, people were like, yeah, it's it's the Rainbow Six you always wanted. And I'm like, I liked Rainbow Six back in the day. Like, did you like Counter-Strike, but hated the Counter-Strike community, and wished that like, there was a little class diversification? Yeah, that's kind of what Siege is actually. It's like a MOBA, but also an FPS, but not like an Overwatch style MOBA, because it has more than ten characters. Wait, what? So every faction has at least two characters, an attacker and defender, and each one has their own special stats and abilities. And they're all kind of a class based shooter? You're yeah. saying MOBA. It's kind of a mo. It feels more like a MOBA because it's it, it's a class based shooter, except each character has a name and a personality and full sets of armor and stuff like that. Like it's they are unique in that kind of MOBA ish sense.
1: Still, or that still sounds like just a class based shooter. Yeah, it's just an expansive one.
0: Yeah. No, if I, go on. Yeah, it, go on. It's kind of Overwatchy, I guess. Like we Overwatch is... I don't think you can pick the same character, though, in a match, though. Like, and they're quick. They're fun. And they're kay. contained. It's, I'm digging the game. I'm really sucky at it, so we're not going to do anything content-wise for a while. But I have, <laughs> we're actually going to talk about this game a little bit later on.
1: ending improvements.
0: Yeah. I, I, that game is brutal, as it should be, because it's Rainbow Six. Like, three shots and you're down.
1: I mean, you compared it to Counter-Strike, which isn't exactly... Known for giving and easily approachable game, Counter Strike.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that casual FPS known as Counter Strike.
1: <laughs> Did I tell you about the uh, the argument against casualness in League of Legends? I have not heard this yet. Oh, uh, I'll keep this brief. But basically, yay Reddit. Uh, a person posted a thing that. So League of Legends, basically, because they use win of the day yeah. as the main incentive for people to grind IP, you're anticipated to sign on every day and play an average of two games, because that ena- enables you to statistically get your win of the day. And that is considered the casual level of play is two games a day, but that accounts for two hours of doing the thing. Probably closer to and three. And ultimately, what? Probably closer to
0: three, in all honesty.
1: Uh, no, nah, it's probably Somewhere under between. two, because games, games can go 20 minutes, they can go sure. 45, so two is really more like an hour and a half, but sure. if you think about that casually, if you, uh, putting an hour and a half into something every day is not casual, because if you put that in the perspective of, if you spend an hour and a half working on, like, a second language or any other skill, you would be god tier at whatever you were doing in, like, a year. And in games like League of Legends, that's just considered the bare minimum, mm. and that's just cray, cray. Like um, and it's kind of one of those arguments of like, not necessarily toxicity, but the community's bare minimum level and why the community thinks the way it does is com- kind of, is extremely skewed. because uh, that's just not what a casual thing is. A casual thing should be maybe you play a couple minutes a day. And maybe you binge on a weekend. Um. But yeah, no, it was an interesting article. Made an interesting argument. Huh. But yeah, that, sorry, you can go on what you were saying.
3: it's uh, about, uh, about it on 6. my end.
0: Yeah, it's. I like that I can jump in, play a couple matches, and be done with it. Like it's the. It's fun. The matches are quick. I that destruction is real pretty. mm Hmm. It's nice. Yeah. I, it's weird, like I've been looking I I've, I've been looking for kind of a short time waster game because all the games I'm into right now either require like a half hour to set up a la Star Citizen or like Destiny or World of Warcraft. It's like if you're not putting an hour in, you're probably not accomplishing anything, but I can jump into siege and get like two, three matches done relatively quickly. Like, okay, that's it for the day. I mm-hmm. died six times. I'm out. Yep all right now we're actually gonna talk about siege a little bit later because it popped up in the news it's just fortuitous that the two overlaps them in a weird way so what have you
1: been mm-hmm. up to so my week is pretty brief um i'm gonna kind of fling through it pretty quickly um so the most interesting thing probably is i got out and went bowling with a friend um and the actual like technology behind going to a bowling alley these days is so far beyond what it was when I was growing up. It's insane. Like nowadays the machines they count everything for you and they count like all the pins that went down and whatnot. They additionally give you advice on like the thing will detect like, oh, you knocked down the seven eight and nine pin. You should try and hit the number two pin in towards the number five pin because it'll. Knock all the other ones down and like the thing gives you advice and shit.
0: Uh, that's like, I gotta interrupt for a quick second. Candlestick yep. or normal? Uh, 10 pin, aka normal hole in the ball or no
1: hole in the ball. Okay. Um, and it also was telling me how fast I could throw it, and the person I was with could throw about seven miles an hour, and I was throwing about 14, and then when I like tried to just trying to goddamn wing the thing, it was 17. Not bad. Um, I also learned that uh, trying to like curve the ball and do like twisting shit fucks your arm up for the next day.
0: Yeah, it's why the all bowl, It's why all the pro bowlers have those like weird like wrist guard things.
1: Oh yeah, like the next day I was like, ooh, I this doesn't feel great. And then I went to hockey and I was like, uh, my blocker arm is probably gonna be a little bit slow. And then uh, I went to hockey, and I lost one nothing that game, but I'm not Or I had fun, so I don't care. Yeah. Um, I've been, because of the guys I play hockey with, they've been trading blues musicians with me. So I've actually been listening to a shit ton of the blues lately. Uh, I'm listening to Albert Collins, Albert King, uh, Muddy Waters, and Booker, or not Booker T, uh, T-Bone Walker, and... um. Feel or one other one I'm blanking on oh Stevie Ray Vaughan um after that uh your god visited me recently oh what's he been up uh, to so I was in the parking lot of the rink I was at and they had it's gonna be really hard to word picture this um but just assume what this person did was crazy which was they were parked in a spot that was next to the building And next to the building is Sidewalk. And instead of backing out of their parking spot and going out of the parking lot like like a normal person, they just charged forward across all of the sidewalk to just pull out towards the parking lot, if that makes sense. Sure. That uh, the space that they are in did not have a forward, and they just drove over gravel and uh, drove over the handicap ramp to move their Honda Odyssey. Huh. I was like, Charlie's God was here. (laughs) I am watching vehicles pull exceptionally illegal maneuvers into things that just aren't even legally road.
0: <laughs> um, That's also where you live to a certain extent, but... Yeah.
1: Um, on, in nerd news, um, I've been listening to the book because I listen to books because I'm dyslexic and reading them is extremely slow. Uh, Oathbringer by Brandon Sanderson, which is the third installment in the Stormlight Archives books. Um, Stormlight Archives are really good, and I highly recommend them. Uh, just a really good high fantasy story, um, set in a universe where there is a giant storm that rotates the Earth the same or or the planet in the same direction every single day, and kind of how that influences their universe and a whole bunch of other stuff. And Brandon Sanderson's a really good writer. Spoilers it um, sucks. What?
0: Having your Earth rotated by a storm, it sucks.
1: Yeah, and kind of what's the effect of when the same storm comes over and blows everything up every other day? Oh, also the storm's strong enough to like destroy rock and whatnot. So if you get left out in it, you die. Um, and then I finally finished the other half of the movie Stranger or the movie, the show Stranger Things. Um.
2: Yeah. Ugh.
3: Yep.
1: <laughs> Um...
3: There's not much left when, to say
0: that we haven't said already.
1: Yeah, other than... or Me and my roommate were watching the final scene. Or, spoiler, Jim Hopper is sh- in the, like, mine shaft carrier thing with Eleven. And he's gunning down the... That's some
0: real good blood on he's got there.
1: Yeah, and I'm like... And my roommate's goes, Wait, guns work on those now? <laughs> yeah, only when the gun is shot by Jim fucking Hopper. I yeah Uh, um power levels of that that
3: show
0: real inconsistent
1: yeah that was irritating and then their cliffhanger ending made no sense We're like yay we sealed the portal oh but the thing got out anyway like wow i'm so glad i watched this entire season where you actually didn't accomplish anything the big bed still got through that's
0: in the upside down i think still technically but
1: yeah I choose to believe that they accomplished nothing, and they irritate me. Well, they basically started back um, where they began, but yeah. Um, I think I mentioned before, I had already decided that Dustin and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Nancy's boyfriend from the first season. I don't know his
0: name, Hairpiece.
1: Yeah, Hairpiece and Dustin are the best couple in the show. Um... And yeah, I just still hate that show. Nothing, nothing, nothing new to report on that one. <laughs> um. Let's see, and I also finished Mine Hunters, and unfortunately, that means I have to wait for more Mine yeah, Hunters because that show, because that show is actually good. Um. And the ending was really, really powerful and interesting. Um. I will say I still don't give two shits about the main character's love interest.
0: Yeah, but she exists to humanize him some.
1: She, Yeah, she does. Well, I actually agree with my roommate more where I think that she's a vehicle for explaining what's going on yes, in Holden's that's, head. Uh,
0: so the guy that actually directed Mindhunters is the guy that directed Zodiac. Mm-hmm. And he learned on that movie that you can't just throw around all the profiling jargon without explaining it. And she, like, he said, mm-hmm. like she explicitly exists to explain the concepts.
1: And the director
3: is doo, 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 doo. sorry. It's it's um.
1: So the director is Asif Kapadia, I
0: guess. Um, or
1: I don't know. The reason it catches my attention because I saw in the credits that uh, David Fincher was yeah, involved. Yeah, that's
0: that's that's the connection I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, and David Fincher directed Fight Club, so and Zodiac. I respect. Or and Zodiac, so I respect David Fincher a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah, Mindhunter is good show. Stranger Things, bad show. Um, and the way the show ended was pretty logical and was kind of the slippery slope that character was on. Yep. Um, and it just kind of got to its natural conclusion, and I really like when shows move logically. Um, that said, obviously it's based on real events, so I'm guessing the actual holding forward had a meltdown.
0: <laughs> Something along those lines, I'm betting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, or something close to it. Um, and that pretty much brings you up to date with me. My nerdiest things were finishing up some shows and I started listening to and reading a book. Um, in the Stormlight Archives, I think the first book is, not Word of Radiance, uh, The Way of Kings. Um, and if you use Audible, you can buy all these books for one credit, which means you get a $65 audiobook for 15 bucks. It's a pretty good deal. Not yep. that, or hey, Audible, give us money.
0: <laughs> yeah, we both use your service.
1: Yeah, and you sponsor other podcasts that are like legit ones. Oh, and this just in: I finally have been drinking that Apple Jack that Charlie got me, and it is exquisite, deliciously appley, but still very much a hard liquor and tons of flavor. And uh, I put ice in it, so if you ever can. um, the name of it. Uh do, do, Harvest
0: do, do. Distillery.
1: Harvest Distillery's Applejack is fantastic.
0: Yes. But those unclear what that means, this is a podcast of which Jeff is drinking. So technical difficulties may occur. We apologize. Come yep. by. Something like that.
1: <laughs> it means let's dry up our cups.
3: Huh. Um but yeah that brings you up to date with
0: me. I mean, it's time for the news.
1: I think it is time for the eerie silence before we read the news uh, where no strange noises happen. We just revel in its glory. Fair. I say. And that's enough dead air.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, starting right off the bat with something ridiculous that normally we wouldn't talk about, except I find this both saddening and hilarious at the same time. Um, Were you at all involved in the whole? They wanted to have um, they're making a live action uh Pikachu movie or Detective Pikachu movie that they wanted to have uh,
1: Danny DeVito voice, and he didn't voice, and he says something along the lines of like "I love you," and now everyone's all upset because they realize that we really do hurt Pokemon and they have minds, hearts, and feelings, and we're all just monsters.
0: That's something else. This is a movie that we're all terrible
1: people. It was all just cockfighting with Darwinism. Well, yeah, that's it what was... it is,
0: But <laughs> No one's debating you on that. This is a whole separate movie. This is a live-action Pokemon movie that will have Ryan Reynolds playing Pikachu. <laughs> like I said, normally we wouldn't bother talking about this, but we've gone from Denny DeVito to having Ryan Reynolds play Pikachu.
1: The Merc with a Mouth, Pikachu. Yeah. (laughs) Now if you excuse me, I'm going to masturbate with my tiny baby hand.
0: I I thought we both could use a laugh right now, and yeah, I... So that's happening.
2: Oh,
1: what a glorious universe we live in.
0: I, I, for one, am sad Danny DeVito will not be lending his voice to be Detective Pikachu.
1: Oh, without question. Everyone is sad about that fact. But
0: you know, if it's gonna if this is gonna happen, I'm kind of okay with this.
1: So long as they went back to the drawing board, okay, we want this movie to be successful. No, we want it to be crazy.
0: <laughs> what if we have that Deadpool guy play Pikachu?
1: Yes. He we know he still has the suit, so he could just, you know, <laughs> record with that on. Real method actor.
0: I, I'm assuming he's lending his voice and not Physically playing Pikachu, but at the <laughs> same—you said
1: live action. I've, yeah,
0: yeah, I, yeah, now is
1: okay. Now the ideas in my head. Now I really want to see <laughs> friggin' Ryan Reynolds out there in Yellow Face. I, like, or oh, I just no, want, that doesn't work. I just what want to run out with like a like,
0: giant Pikachu outfit, like you have at the like at theme parks and stuff. A giant one of those with a detective <laughs> hat. <laughs>
1: I, I agree, but at the same time, like anyone can be in that suit. I want to see Ryan Reynolds' face.
0: <laughs> Maybe his face is like stuck in the mouth or something.
1: No, it's just clearly animatronically shitty. You can see him in Pikachu's throat. Like. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you never actually see him personally, like, his silhouette is there at all times.
1: Yep. If there's too much light in the scene, you just see yeah. a shadow through the thing.
0: Yeah, yeah no, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that could work. That Beautiful. Work.
1: On the thought of bad cinema, I recently was browsing through Netflix and saw that the live-action Gantz movie was in there. Oh yeah, like, I need to make I need to make some time in my schedule for it's, something important. It's
0: not <laughs> as bad as you think it might be. Damn it! It's better than you think <laughs> it would be, though. Too.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, maybe I can get behind this.
0: Uh, if, don't get me wrong; it's pretty not. It's it's. It is watered-down Gantz, but even watered-down Gantz is still Gantz.
1: It's still pretty fantastic, because yeah. it's still Gantz. Yeah.
3: Yes. Moving on from that, though, I
0: guess, to something equally weird as Ryan Reynolds' as Pikachu. Um, Steam is ending its support for the Bitcoin. In other news, I didn't know Steam used Bitcoin.
1: I didn't either, but I can see them being like, we're getting, or, actually, isn't that thing like on the up and up and up and up, wouldn't it be beneficial to them to receive payment in Bitcoin, as long as it doesn't bubble? I I don't know, this may be more conspiracy talk than I have, like, the actual knowledge to back up.
0: I I guess they are citing the volatility of the Bitcoin right now, where apparently last week you had transactions going for $20, and now they are, sorry, for 20 cents, equivalently, and now they're going for $20, and it's the same level of currency, but the exchange rate is all whack because those things blew up in a big way, so,
3: yeah. Yay, online drug money. Uh,
0: Yeah, I... I personally love the idea that Bitcoin was being used to buy drugs and Steam games simultaneously.
1: (laughs) I mean, that was Bitcoin's express purpose was. Drugs. Hey, do you do illicit activities? Do you need a currency with which to do your illicit activities? Try Bitcoin.
2: Yeah. No?
0: So, speaking of illicit activities, I suppose, uh, Rainbow Six Siege has reached 25 active users. Sorry, 25 million active users. <laughs> 25 users. Damn, dozens of us! <laughs> I put it store at the top from 24. We're at 25. Sorry, we're at 25 million users now. My bad. Putting it up there in the kind of major user-based games, a game that, again, me and Jeff didn't really know was still going on until recently.
1: <laughs> me missing something, though, is not very uncommon. Me missing something like
0: this also, A little less common but still like this is this is on a scale of unprecedentedness so let's take a step back on this quickly i rainbow six siege was the most profitable source of income in some ways for ubisoft this year the way it's worked is Mm -hmm. they sell season passes of characters or you can go through a kind of moba league of legends uh currency grinding or currency earning experience, or you can just cough up real money and get that stuff you want right off the bat. It costs a little bit of money to get in right off the bat, but beyond that, it's it's relatively cheap. You get some stuff just by buying in. It's also a three-year-old game. Hmm. Yeah. Or almost a three-year-old game, but it's apparently in other Siege news, it's held a top 20 spot in UK since its release, which makes sense because i've had no issues finding gangs in which i get yelled at in russian <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah yeblika. basically
1: so or just say yablaka and just watch what happens
0: yablaka it means
1: apple by the way okay Yeah, that was the one when I had the, uh, I've told the story on this podcast before where I was, I jumped at a game, I think of Overwatch, and these kids were just screaming at each other in Russian and, like, making animal noises and stuff. Real riveting shit. And they're just yelling at each other, and I go, wait, 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 wait. Yiblika. And there's this long silence as they all try to contemplate what I have just said, and then they just all explode into Russian again. So I know they were speaking Russian because they responded to an actual Russian word, so just say yeblika.
0: Got it. Or chlap. I'm not playing this with voice chat, which is the wrong way to play that game, but I am not playing with anyone good enough that I feel it's necessary.
1: Well, you need to inform them about how much intercourse you've had with their mothers.
0: (laughs) It is a lot.
1: It is a shocking amount. An intense amount of intercourse. It might be happening right then and there. Yep. You can't tell, but I'm in the other room right now playing Xbox while your mother performs fellatio on me. You would
0: never know. That's sad. I'm behind
1: seven proxies, you can't tell.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, so, and games reach large user bases all the time. Uh, WoW has kept scary numbers for extended periods of time. League has kept scary numbers for extended periods of time, et cetera, et cetera. This is a big deal because... This is microtransactions done correctly. In a world where we're still pissed off at EA currently, the fact that a game essentially is... Well, being pissed off at
1: EA is sexy.
0: Oh Yeah, well, yeah. It's in fashion.
1: In vogue,
0: if you will. (laughs) (laughs) No, the fact that... Sorry,
1: I I cut you off and I didn't mean to. No,
0: no problem. It's, It's more just impressive a game has managed to sustain itself for this long and been good and improved for the most part. It had some hiccups there, but maintain a happy-ish uh, band base for a long time off microtransactions, and they're not super scummy. Like, it's, it's weird singing the positive praises of one, especially from Ubisoft, where you can buy shit in a single-player game from them currently, but... Mm-hmm. A lot of articles kind of floated through my inbox this week of hey, this is that stuff done correct, and yeah, I think it's worth drawing attention to EA Bad, Ubisoft on this one, good. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, microtransactions aren't bad if they're done correctly. The issue is lots of people don't do it correctly. Yep. Sounds accurate. Yeah.
1: Well, it's it's a hard balance between... It's like the golden goose problem, love. Like, do you either make it a leisurely thing that people don't have to indulge in, or do you try and shoehorn them and... Or... Do you try and, like, bleed them all dry? Because, uh, turns out they don't react so positively to being, like, hooked up to an IV and drained of their vital blood. That's how I thought I'd spend my Tuesdays.
3: <laughs> yeah, no.
0: I... It's nice having proof you actually can, you know, like, have an active game that I- mostly this just makes me happy because it's a game as a service, where it's like, hey, you bought the game and three years later, we're still supporting it because it's still a good game and we're still making money.
2: hmm
0: Yeah. Nice. And, like, I don't need a new Rainbow Six Siege. Rainbow Six Siege 1 still looks real good and still plays good. Like, what would you improve? More characters? Just add them.
3: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Moving on from that to news I thought I would never say. Uh, Capcom has announced Mega Man 11.
2: Oh.
1: It looks at the success of that ripoff of Mega Man when we could do that less shitty. So this actually looks
0: good and like Mega Man. Hmm. Uh, it's it's coming Sounds out. Sounds like
1: two important things to a Mega Man game. Yes.
0: I, it's coming out late next year. It's a continuation of. I don't think it's the Mega Man X. It's the mainline Mega Man stuff. I can never follow that shit, but at the same time, we'll be getting some version of uh, so the Legacy collection of Mega Man. 1 and 2 are coming to the Switch, and there's also some Mega Man X collection coming to various consoles in the near future. It's not exactly clear what that means, but No solid dates yeah. on any of this stuff yet, but if you've been dig if you've been dying for more Mega Man, you're about to get some more and it looks good, like the art style's cool, it's clean, it looks like it moves well, it feels like Mega Man which that mighty number no. nine stuff never did mm-hmm. but
1: any strong feeling on this one? Uh, my one comment was gonna be I actually never really got into the Mega Man games. Yeah, me neither. Because the only Mega Man game I ever owned was the DuckTales reskin of it. And one of the allures to the Mega Man games is there is like an order to the levels you're supposed to do because yeah. the upgrades you get from them make it possible to progress in the other worlds. Yeah. And I didn't know which ones I was supposed to do first, so I just got hyper frustrated trying to beat levels that were not intended for me to beat. Well, it's not
0: so much not intended, it's they make it a they they have, they are better against some bosses. Yeah. There's a rap Uh, about it, even. Oh, I mean, when I was 10, that didn't, that wasn't available to me, I guess. The rap I'm talking about would have come out long after you were 10, but it's like the correct order to play Mega Man 1 in. Yep. That's fair. It's, it's a solid rap. I'll see if I can find a copy of it. (laughs) <laughs> down the show to I look like, forward but, to like, it. This is dumb and fun. <laughs> but, yeah. Now nah, I only Mega Man game I got super into was Mega Man Legends, which they had a sequel to. I didn't know about. Sorry, Mega Man 64. Whatever the fuck that game was. Which I guess <laughs> was also Mega Man Legends, technically. Which, there's been a third one rumored forever, but it's never gonna happen, probably. So, who knows.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That was some kind of 3D open world Mega Man style stuff. It was
3: different, but fun and whatever. Oh. Huh.
1: Yeah. Well, apparently Mega Man Legends is the PlayStation version.
3: Huh. That
1: makes sense. And by PlayStation, I mean PlayStation 1.
3: Yes, you can get it for PS3, I think, though, too.
1: Huh. Yeah. I like that they're put, or I'm happy they're releasing more PlayStation 1 stuff for the PS3. I'm upset they're not putting it on the PS4 and they're hiding it behind, like, services.
0: Yes, I agree. Makes me need to get back my PS3 for my brother. (laughs) Well, so, speaking of surprising ports, I guess, do you know Nintendo? I do know Nintendo. I have heard of them before. How famous are they for putting their games on other people's consoles? Their
3: games on other people's consoles? Yeah.
0: I feel like not very. So Nintendo has teamed up with NVIDIA to bring Wii and GameCube games to the NVIDIA Shield in China. What's the NVIDIA Shield? It is an Android kind of video game portable thing kind of akin to the Switch. I think they even have the same chipset in them. Okay. That NVIDIA put out. It is a weird device that never took off in the U.S. But it was kind of pitched as like an alternative... It's what killed the Ouya, if you really could say something killed the Ouya. (laughs) Because it was a better Ouya. Basically, think of it as an Xbox 360 controller with a monitor built into it, potentially. I mean...
1: That sounds interesting to me. Okay, yeah, I'd, I've seen this thing before. The NVIDIA Shield?
3: Yeah. I mean,
1: that conceptually really intrigues me because I like Wii games, I like Wii U games. I would love to have some of them like... Just China. I like in Wii China. games, I like GameCube games. I just know you said China. just in China, but... Won't
0: be for long, I'm
1: sure, but for now, just in China. <laughs> I would totally be down with getting a copy of Wind Waker that I could friggin' bring around on a portable device. That'd be sick. Yeah, but the
0: Wii is already a portable device. The Wii U is already a portable device, man. Yeah, but I don't own a Wii U. Fair. I own a Wii. (laughs) This is true. Yeah, I... This is neat. It's weird. It's... It's interesting seeing Nintendo get out there and try putting their stuff on another platform because, well... I've been of the opinion, as many people have been too, which is maybe Nintendo should stop making consoles and just focus on games. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. It kind of makes sense. Mobile is huge, I guess, in China, and putting this stuff on a mobile console will, in theory, help boost it some. Like, I've gotten the impression the Shield does way better in, like, the European parts of the world and China than it does anywhere else. But,. Could just be dead wrong about that.
2: Huh, maybe. Yeah.
0: That does it for our kind of general news roundup this week. Uh, we're going to kind of transition now to something me and Jeff have talked about on and off over the last couple years or so. Uh, so, like I said, a little bit of disclaimer I still don't care about Overwatch, I don't particularly follow Overwatch. But what I have had a lot of fun following recently is all the stuff popping up around the Overwatch League team stuff. And what kind of set me off is that they have recently announced that each Overwatch team, the, the ones that are from the U.S., the uh, Boston Uprising, the Dallas Fuel, the Florida Mayhem, the Houston Outlaws, the London Spitfire, the Los Angeles Gladiators, the Los Angeles Valiant, the New York Excelsior, the Philadelphia Fusion, the San Francisco Shock, the Seoul Dynasty, and the Shanghai Dragons will all have their own in-game custom skins, which, when that goes live, you will be able to pick. You'll be given a currency enough to buy one of these skins so you can play as your team colors while playing the game. More importantly, the teams are actually defined enough you can actually kind of care about them, and weird news keeps happening about them, like the fact that the Philadelphia Fusion have pulled themselves out of the preseason. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And... It's the preseason they've listed as entirely exhibition matches, so yeah. none of it counts. It's Blizzard's trial run.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a smart move on their part. But what Until this... this it was, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Until this podcast got a hold of that information.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we're the, we're the deciding factor at Blizzard. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, duh, yeah. Well, yeah, and,
0: and despite <clears throat> my disdain for Overwatch, and are you still playing Overwatch at all, Jeff?
1: I don't play video games. Fair. If I did, though, Overwatch would be the game I would
0: go back to. That's fair. Yeah, it's... Maybe Alex should have been here for this, but at the same time, we care more about sports than Alex does, so... We're gonna take some time to kind of finally say, regardless of whether we care about Overwatch or not, what we want from this kind of acting like a real-ass sports league, because it's very kind of location-city-driven esport. Like, this is kind of... Every one
1: of these is a city.
0: Yeah. Like, hell, the Boston one is owned by Kraft, the guy that owns the New England Patriots.
1: Really? Robert Kraft owns that? Yeah.
0: Oh. Again, part of my... Why does the color
3: scheme suck so bad? Yeah,
0: I...
1: Yeah. All right. Robert Kraft owns New England Uprising. Today I learned. Yep. Anyone else have note
0: been named? I don't remember. I'm only following the Boston one because Boston. That's totally fair answer.
1: Yeah. Have you or this may be a silly
0: question, but have you picked which team
1: you're going to root for out of the two LA teams, I don't have or, to, or just for an LA
0: team. Like I, so, part of the issue right now is I don't, as someone who's not follow Overwatch but wants to support this thing, I will probably wind up buying some merch at some point for the Boston team just because hometown like the Houston Outlaw team has a cool ass logo and I would also mm-hmm. buy that potentially on stuff like the Houston Outlaws have the best logo out of all the teams hands down and one of the best team colors yeah in, in I, addition. someone should maybe redesign some of this shit a little bit but I'm not gonna harp on that too much like it's
1: I think a few of them, they just look too much like Hasbro toys where like the colors are just too bright and glossy yeah Like, some of them, like, um... Which team is it? It might be the, uh, Excelsior? that I think it's, like, dark blue and red, and the red just looks too much like Candy Apple Little Kid
0: Red. Yeah. No, and I... This is gonna sound really weird. None of the... With the exception, again, of the, like, London Spitfires, the Houston Outlaws, and... Seoul Dynasty and kind of the San Francisco, the Shanghai Dragons, none of these team names feel like they fit. I mean, they kind of had to make them up on the fly. You can do better than this still. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck's an Excelsior? Except the thing Stan Lee says.
1: Fair. I mean, I still stand by, I was really hoping for the Boston Massacre. Yeah.
0: And the L.A. whatever, because
1: that's how I've described it for forever. I
0: stand by L.A. Wildfire, should be the name. (laughs) Is it in bad taste? Yes. Is it correct? Yes. Well, you do contain that, I
1: guess. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna get us in trouble. Um. (laughs) But, so, yeah. We were gonna sit down and put in our wish list of shit we wanted to be done by the Overwatch League, correct? Yeah,
0: basically. I so I've poked around their want... gear section some, and they have those horrible esports jerseys. I think that's probably the first thing on my list, which is actually sell some shit I want to wear. A lot of esports teams kind of. I say you're gonna
1: have to elaborate, as if someone doesn't know what you wear every
0: day. <laughs> that's fair. Like so, it's <laughs> I'm I'm not big into wearing kind of team shirts, but like if you make a jersey or a hat that doesn't look like ass. I will buy that, especially if it's for a town I care about, because, or if it's cool enough for that matter, I do, after all, own an arch-enemy Canucks jersey, and fuck the Canucks.
2: (laughs) Fuck Vancouver. Yeah,
0: it's like... Like, going back to kind of me and Jeff harping on the colors some, like, some of the Boston Uprising stuff doesn't look bad. They've got kind of a black motif going on. Except their jersey, again, like all esports shit, looks like cycle gear. I mean, I own one of those jerseys. Yeah,
1: I a CLG one. <laughs> you're like, yeah, but you're not people, Jeff.
0: <laughs> no, but at the same time, though, too, like it's how many people actually own cycle that are into cycling? Like it's if you made stuff for the not esports crowd, I suspect more people would pick this up, or at least kind of peripherally get into it.
1: You want to see? You want to hear something funny? What? So I am currently looking at the uh, Boston Uprising page yeah the gear page N- not not the gear page the actual like bostonuprising.com okay. not overwatch the name boston uprising was selected to rese- represent the resilience of the region's revolutionary forefathers whose in- indomitable legacy laid the foundation for the great city of boston the boston Upr- the boston uprising colors will be blue yellow and black with the blue and yellow tones representing the colors of boston's official flag the team logo is a protective shield encompassing and embodying the letter B, which has become synonymous with the city. Kid.
3: Is what it says on the very front page. I miss the kid part. It or it's not paraphrasing on there. fair. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> I
0: it it genuinely feels like they're maybe trying a little bit too hard, and at the same time, don't do eSport jerseys. Esports jerseys suck.
2: Eh,
1: I don't mind them. That said, I do agree with the assessment that I'd rather
0: a hockey jersey. Yeah, I... I would fucking take, like, a basketball tank top thing at this point compared to an esports jersey.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's not too terrible.
3: Yeah,
0: it... It just looks like you're walking around an underarm or shirt that's a little too baggy on you or something, or... Just an Under Armour shirt at that point. Like, it's...
3: Well, they're selling an Overwatch League bomber jacket. Yes, it's quite terrible. Quite terrible. But
1: I guess back on topic for things I would like to see from the League. um, I'll say that for initially, at least if I'm reading their website correctly one thing that they're providing I didn't know I wanted that I'm actually really kind of okay with is they're doing the idea of the teams that do the best that week get to play again on Sunday, and they're playing for bonuses within the league, such as bonus points and whatnot. And I think that really encompasses the weekend tournament feel where you have the idea of the best team comes back to play on Sunday. Sure. And it gives almost like a tournament feel to everyday gaming or, like, the regular weekend play. Yeah. And I think that's really cool. Um, Yeah,
0: it is a fairly small list of teams for the time being. mm Mm-hmm. Especially because I have no idea how the hell the rules work for this thing. Yeah, because I
1: remember listening to all kinds of stuff from the League of Legends perspective where they were talking about regionalism and... Obviously, every one of these things is associated with a location. Uh, very specifically, they're all associated with a city. And I don't know how that's going to eventually tie in. Like, I'm wondering, am I eventually
0: going to get my Boston esports arena that I have wanted? Well, so I think we just actually opened one up down the street from me in L.A. Blizzard opened well, up. Well, the Blizzard one is in L.A. No, they opened up a new one like down the street from me.
1: You need to explain
0: your We ahead. talked about this I on the podcast. I think Alex mentioned it. Like Blizzard literally bought a space and opened an esports arena thing down the street from my apartment. Okay. And I had no clue what the hell was going on in there, but I'm guessing it's probably this. Well, they already that part of the announcement is that all the games are gonna be played in their LA
1: studio. Yeah. Or in the LA studio they're building. I don't want them playing in their LA studio. I want them played in Boston. Yes, and traveling London. would be nice. Yes. <laughs> um, I agree they're going to be playing there. Oh, they're live right now. It's the preseason, but yeah. Huh. I Interesting timing. I did not expect to on a Wednesday be just looking at professional
0: uh video games. Well, to be fair, preseason Man. is December 6th to December 9th. It's not exactly a extended time period. Oh, today's the opening day. Look at us go. And our regular season is January 10th, to June 16th. Holy yeah. hell, that's a long season.
1: Hmm. Round me, teams, there are shit. Huh. Well, it gives them a lot of time to do a lot of multi-level round robin. It's probably like a four-time round robin or something like that. Sure. I'm not finding any obvious rules about how this works exactly,
3: but... Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. or
1: It's not necessary cloak and dagger, but there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the behind-the-scenes things of a lot of how this stuff works that most teams just aren't, or most companies aren't interested in everyone knowing everything about. Yeah. Um, But now that I'm watching it live, I actually really like that the teams are color-coded. Um, Makes it easier. Not that they aren't anyway, because you have red and blue team or whatever, but, like, it does kind of make it cool where you have, like, it is team jerseys of these people work or uh moving around together and stuff. It's kinda cool. Yeah. But any other wish list items you have on there?
0: Uh it's I definitely think the kind of actually going to places is an important thing about getting people into this. I Or right, so that's that's the wish list item, get or
1: have a studio in Boston. Yeah, so be a real sport.
0: Like I it's what's the point of having a Boston team if they're not playing in Boston every once in a while.
1: Yeah, if they play in L.A. Like,
0: I I assume they were actually living in Boston or practice or playing in Boston. Like, the fact they're only playing in L.A. means it's like so they all can just live in L.A. and pretend to play for these cities. Got it.
1: Hmm. Especially because most of them are international. Like.
0: Yeah, I have no interest in that. Like, there's a certain level of if you're gonna play for the city, you should have to live there a little bit.
1: Yeah. Which, don't, sorry, I don't want them interpreters to have anything against international talent. Like, yeah. I welcome our Korean overlords. We follow
0: um, hockey. We're big fans of Russians and Canadians.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where it's just like, you know, if you're going to get together a whole bunch of, you know, the best of Europe, the best of North America, and, like, the best of, like, Korea, Taiwan, etc. And then you just happen to attach the word Boston to it. It's like, you know, I... You you who wrote cares? down the city's name, but yeah, who cares? Like, that's
3: not nearly as impressive.
0: Yeah. No, I think there's a certain level of it needs to be part of the communities they're quote representing, which does come from kind of moving about and actually being, you know, a real team at that point. I, I, yeah, you're watching the stream. I am not, so I can't comment too much on it. They need to have two streams one for people that play overwatch and one for people that don't
1: (laughs) well historically they don't do stuff like that maybe if they got it picked up on national like tbs or something the way counter-strike has maybe they have a chance um of something like that happen or they'd be just full transitioning it to a little more layman talk
0: yeah i I I think it's one of those ones where I think we're trying to talk about this, though. It's like if you're trying to grow this into a real sport, like at that Mm -hmm. same level, at that same level of acceptance, that's what you got to do, though. And I think that's a lot of things most esports don't choose to do. It's like, nah, that's where they're into this. There's not that many people that are that into this, but like LA has like 30,000 people in it. (laughs) I mean,
1: like when when you watch professional sports, they don't do a cast for like assuming you've never watched it before.
0: Yeah, but it's also not so technical like some esports streams are where it's unapproachable. And here's the difference. I can lean over to someone at a bar and say, "Hey, what the fuck's going on about uh about kind of baseball or football or soccer or something?" Mhm. If I'm at a bar and Overwatch comes on, I no one except the one guy who's like, "Fucking yeah, Overwatch. It's going to be any use in that scenario." Mhm and maybe it's not a permanent thing, but you've got to ease people into it somehow. I mean, I kind of disagree with that, because, like,
1: if you're at a bar and like, a sport that, like, hockey comes on, and 99% of the people there follow baseball and football, they're still, like, I've seen a sport before, I still have an idea of what's going on. Like, if you've played an FPS before in your life, you have an idea of what's going on in Overwatch. If you've ever, like, seen even an RTS, you have an idea of what's going on in League of Legends. You may not understand the nuances, but you can understand, like, oh, wow, this person's really fast, and there's still an appreciation that can be had. And, I mean, that still happens, like, in sports and whatnot. Like, I've had the time of watching, like, soccer and whatnot, and I understand soccer is a sport, but I know nothing about the rules. And any of the, like, when you can and can touch, can't touch people and then they just totally do and stuff and it's not very common to go to a bar and be like hey are you a soccer hooligan like dude this isn't london no i'm we're in boston you know i'm a goddamn red Sox fan like
0: (laughs) and a soccer hooligan
1: yeah oh and a soccer hooligan you know part-time so i mean i think there are parallels in real life to how that already goes down with regular sports but
0: yeah i just think it's like areas that already care about esports aren't having the same kind of penetration issue, like better or worse, Seoul already cares, or Seoul already cares about esports. I suspect Shanghai also already cares about esports. Philly, mm-hmm. however, that mm-hmm. one of them video games you all are playing? Why
1: is it on the TV? Is someone here playing? I mean, video games have taken over so much comparatively, like, I think the future where you go to a bar and you know, video games are playing, not sports anymore. It's totally a future. Oh, yeah, no, there, There's
0: a bar near my house that instead of TV, they put Twitch streams up. Hmm. It's mostly PUBG right now. shouldn't be as now. behind that as I am. <laughs> I, it's it's a mix. I. It makes you realize kind of the big difference between most Twitch streams and a live broadcast for TV. Mm-hmm. There are some production value issues. Like, and if you're in the bar drinking and someone gets, like, run over by a car in PUBG and they rage quit out, you get to watch a grown man throw a temper tantrum on a TV in a bar, which is funny the first time it happens that night. The fifth time, you're like, can we find something else?
2: <laughs>
1: can we just change the stream? Like... Yeah. We we'll get a different player.
0: Do we have to watch this? <laughs>
1: I mean, I'd be down with watching like streams and whatnot. It's just I want to watch like, like I want to watch LCS or something, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: Or there's what I want. I want a bar that I can go and watch Overwatch League and LCS and the competitive scenes in, not just the individual streamers sitting around stroking their dicks. Yeah. But actual like pro scene with production value and whatnot. Yeah. And
0: I think that, I think the reality there is as much as neither of us use cable at this point, you need to get picked up by some TV-level thing for that to start happening, though. Mm-hmm. and to get Or at there, least have those
1: people on payroll.
0: Yeah, and to get there, you have to have some type of demand for it. And, like, it's Blizzard. Blizzard does high-quality shit, so I'm not worried about them having the production quality down. It's making sure that you don't have to play Overwatch to care about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, our podcast yeah. is a good example of, like, we go off on a tangent on a to- on a game that one of us doesn't play like it's kind of a okay I'll wait for this to be over like you can't grow a sport if you can't find a way to care about something
1: I mean not to rag on soccer but if someone starts talking soccer when I'm in the room that's going to the same thing happen
0: yeah but still you're at least aware soccer's of soccer's the... even bigger than hockey <laughs> yes but you're also aware of the rules of soccer at least if you wanted to you could figure it out overwatch is okay what are they doing now
1: I don't know if I agree with that. Because it's very much like, have you ever played a video game before? Overwatch is approachable. Like, if you've ever seen a first-person shooter before, you can figure out within reason what's going on.
2: Yeah. You may not
1: figure out the esports angle of it, but you understand, like, gun-go-shoot, thing-in-front-of-gun-get-shot.
0: Yeah, I guess if my, my reaction, though... And the just... average
1: person's played an FPS today.
0: Yeah, but they're not playing Deathmatch or Capture the Flag. They're playing something a little more complicated, and... There's a the crowd that in theory should care the most about esports is the crowd that plays like Madden and shit like that, not necessarily Overwatch. Mm-hmm. And I'm just talking U.S. at this point too. Like it's. Yep.
1: I mean the the crowd that plays Madden also plays Call of Duty.
0: Not trust as me. The crowd that plays think... Madden
1: loves zombie Nazi zombies. Yeah,
0: Nazi zombies. Not all of Call of Duty at that point though.
1: Yeah, but if you can understand a first person shooter, Overwatch isn't exactly breaking ground beyond
0: that. It's got more stuff than Call of Duty has. Yeah, but you don't need to understand any of it to enjoy the game.
1: Like if someone's playing King of the Hill and they just treat it like deathmatch, like it's still just or it's still totally there. I guess. It's it's more a game like League of Legends that's hard to catch up on. See,
0: I think Overwatch from an observer standpoint is more like League of Legends than people give it credit for. It's a little more familiar because it is a first-person shooter, but there's a lot of, at the high level play, there is that
3: level of team dynamic.
2: hmm Because here's
1: the thing, I've watched games of League of Legends with people who don't play video games before, and because of the way maps move, people who don't play League of Legends and don't understand the map, the game is unapproachably hard to follow spatially aware. Yeah. So that game, I would say, is way more unapproachable than Overwatch. Um, but it's also bigger. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, um, I, I don't know. We're getting lost in the weeds on this point. I think like it's. Yep. I, I, I think regardless if you have to stay that way, you have to have some way of introducing people to it that aren't necessarily gamers and don't necessarily know what Overwatch is. At the end of the day, like, I, Blizzard's kind of the Pixar of video games, meaning everyone's heard of their latest thing. But what exactly it is doesn't always seem to permeate that way. Mm-hmm. Like my girlfriend knew what Overwatch was, but had no idea what Overwatch was. Okay, it was the it's like oh it's the game with the British um, bomber chick. Yeah, how do you know it's got a monkey in it too? Right? Yeah, I oh, watched the animatics. You know, I want I, w- I want to play that. You know, it's a first person shooter, right? Oh no, I have no interest in playing it. A literal conversation me and her had.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
0: I think it's got the brand recognition to go far potentially. It just needs to find a way of making itself—I'm not going to say interesting, but approachable for a uh, masses that doesn't necessarily care about video games.
1: We're just going to have to disagree or agree to disagree on that one because we're going to wind down a rabbit hole if I do another yeah. point counterpoint, counterpoint. Yeah. So I guess back to the main topic of what? What do we want? M- what do you want? Yeah. So we've listed so far, get on TV, get hockey jerseys, get colors that don't suck, um, get a regionalized stadium. Yeah. Um. I gave the praise of, I like the, you play for the ability to play again on Sunday and potentially get a reward. So the winner has to play more games so you get kind of more, or you get to watch them more, which is really cool. Yeah, and I like the uh, fact
0: that it's um based on what I'm looking at on the website of theirs. They got uh games start at 4 p.m. on Wednesday, run till 8 p.m. Or the last game starts at 8 p.m. And that's uh Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I was going to say, I want this spread out across multiple nights the way, like, you know, normal sports are. And the Saturday one starts at 11 a.m. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, that's... Uh... Pacific time, right? I have no clue. Uh all times are in your local time, so I guess in, yeah, Pacific, yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Well that's cool is they're they can tell you exactly what times they're at. And... That means that it probably starts at seven PM my time. I'm gonna <laughs>
0: walk it back some. The Thursday one started two for some weird reason, but I like the fact that they are spreading this out and not making it like it's Saturday. That means time for Overwatch.
1: Sat or they're not uh, trying to be the new uh Football where literally it's like Sunday is football day.
0: Yeah. All else stops. <laughs> I don't get this whole stage system they have, but if stage system? Like the the schedule is broken out into stages, and then each stage is made up of five weeks. I that just confuses me some, but that doesn't necessarily matter. Say hey, what is the name of them? Stage one, stage two, stage three, stage four. Oh, and then inside of stage stage, they have week one through five, which means that when you get to stage stage four, week five is actually week twenty technically, but
3: huh. maybe it makes
0: more sense if you follow Overwatch competitively now, but as someone who knows nothing about how that game is played, I yeah. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I do not understand that part. Indeed, I, I probably want to understand that at some point because all of the all of that stuff matters eventually. Yeah, because uh, it controls seating and etc. like how teams try to play the game and whether it's more important to come in fourth or to come in sixth place or first place. Like a lot of that stuff is controlled on how you establish the way those points are gathered and what that all means.
0: Yeah, I. I'm sure it means something. It doesn't change the fact that I'm looking at it going, I don't know what the hell this means, and that makes me less likely to watch it. Like, <laughs> I- I'm on their website. There should be an explanation as to what the fuck a stage is. Mm. And under about, it's like, red matches in the Atlantic Pacificers will, be ha- will be on live TV, and they'll be done in stages, okay? What's a stage? Mm. Why
3: stages? I'm not seeing the word stage.
2: I don't know. You will have to show me later. Yeah,
1: I. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I agree. Their website leaves a little desire. There's my uh, the next wish list thing. A better website. Their website to explain. Yeah, explain everything a little better. Yeah, they
0: they have a very prominent live now button. You can press a what the shit is going on button would also be good for this <laughs> maybe with some different phrasing but i don't know blizzard could use some
1: cursing
3: yeah
0: like there's a player's page but no picture of the players so mm-hmm. i i and then a i'm not sure if it's they may more... not
3: they may not have finished uh what do they call it uh
1: why am I having trouble with the word? Uh,
0: media day. This comes That's back to the production value, words. though, at that point. Like, it's... This is stuff you This is stuff you should have done before you go into your preseason. Why? Because weirdos like me and you're like, oh, maybe I'll check this out. What am I looking at? hmm What the fuck am I looking at?
1: Yeah. It depends a lot on, like, how... They were able to organize things and in what level of, like, uh, put together at the last minute they are. Sure. <laughs> and that's probably a function of they probably gave a deadline to the teams were like, have your team solidified by this. And then that probably got out of hand because yeah. it's very difficult to get all together. The visas, the uh, the contracts and everything it takes a long time to vet out everything. Oh, sure. Any other wishless things you'd like to throw on for what you want
0: from the League? Yeah, it, it really comes back down to they need to find some way of getting this out so more than just gamers care about it. Like, it's... Again, I don't care about Overwatch, but I wouldn't object to at least kind of supporting something like this, because I like mm-hmm. the idea. And at the same mm-hmm. time, I don't want the Overwatch League to suddenly grow into the oh, tonight's Overwatch... Tomorrow's Diablo Three as part of the Overwatch League, like it's this needs. To Welcome s- back to
1: the Dio- or to the Blizzard family.
0: Yeah, I and like it, it's one of those ones where it's the Overwatch needs to pull it off, and I think Overwatch could pull it off, but Overwatch can't pull it off if they keep kind of playing the esports game, which is oh, we're esports, we're not normal sports, we're for gamers. Yeah.
1: I disagree. The thing is is normal sports are shrinking and esports are growing. And I think those two things are inversely proportional to each other and one of these things is gonna teeter the other ones.
0: Yes, too. and I'm not saying it's the fan base, it's the people willing to spend money on shit, I think.
1: I mean we just had a conversation about microtransactions, like gamers are willing to spend money.
0: <laughs> yeah, for stuff they own though. it's it's instantaneous reward. I'm it's i I'm curious what the attachment rates have always been for, like, merch for games that's physical. It's high, because you see stuff out and around there, but, like, I personally won't buy video game shirts.
1: Tons of people do, though.
0: Yeah, it's... But I think you need to have, like, at least a, like, store in Boston for the Boston Uprising. hmm Or find a way to get them into the pro shops we have for the other sports at that. That's fair. Yeah, like, it's... It, it, it... I mean, that may
1: be the future we're running towards anyway. Yeah,
0: and if that's the case, awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that the... Uh, or I think that esports are going to take over sports. I think that is going to eventually happen. Um, And the idea of, like, we need it to be as approachable as sports is going to be around, or is soon going to be... How do we get sports to be as popular as video games? And it's going to be the reverse
0: problem soon. I think we'll go with, I think you'll wind up with the same result. I think you'll wind up with no longer esports, it's just sports. Hm? I I I I've always found the phrase esports to be dumb. I think you're eventually gonna lose that and just becomes sports at some point.
1: Okay. Yeah, sure
0: and I, I don't know why i bother making that distinction but it's like it's there are waning popularities on certain traditional sports at this point in time that esports fills the void for i i think kind of the real shift will happen when like i don't care about baseball but i don't think it's going away but like tennis and stuff like that it already has a niche audience eventually esports are going to start cannibalizing that re- uh, that broadcast space but they also have to be set up in the first place to cannibalize that broadcast space. And part of that is being kind of a sport at that point and not just for certain people, which it doesn't matter if it are, they are the majority of people at that point. If ESPN still trying to market towards the sport crowd,
1: say ESPN isn't. <laughs> ESPN is one of the leading names in esports.
0: Yeah. But that thing about how much arm twisting it took to get
1: there. None. They, I, they're, they've they're, been doing it for like two or three years now. Two
0: or three years, yes. Evo's been going on for a lot longer than that. The International's sure. been going on for a lot longer than that.
1: Sure, but the like, the numbers point of where does this all start transitioning, we are
0: past that point. And a dumb question, because you may know that I don't, are any of these actually on main ESPN? Yes. Okay, because Evo was It's wasn't. on
1: ESPN.com.
0: No, it's on the TV, it's on the web, uh, sorry, the TV channel.
1: No. It's not on the TV channel other than you got Evo has its ESPN 2 slot. Yeah. But, like, ESPN.com is, like, one of the leaders in actual, like, esports news, and they get all kinds of, like, actual things that break well before other websites do. They're actually, like, the
0: head. (laughs) Yeah, That's cool. I didn't know ESPN was doing that. I... I honestly only think of ESPN as having a TV channel, not a website. <laughs> Cause I have... Oh no, they
3: yeah. yeah, no,
1: they you should see it sometime.
0: <laughs> I rarely go to ESPN for anything, so <laughs> the website's not exactly a traffic point for me because ESPN does not care about hockey. Yep, nope, they don't.
1: Yeah. Top or the top ten plays of the week always drives me fucking bonkers. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
2: now I, I.
1: Jonathan Quick will do some s- crazy sliding over the behind his back, twisting, insaneo ins like example of what can the human body actually accomplish, and they'll put it as like number ten. And I'm like, fuck you.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, but I think that's also uh, the hockey example's kind of my point though, where the website for all purposes isn't. I don't know how ESPN runs their business model at this point, but seeing this, I hear a lot more about in kind of the articles I follow and stuff about how they're upset their TV channels losing traction, and less so about the website ever expanding. I guess like the TV shows, I think where they still make their money, or they at least where they get most of their revenue from in some way, and it's their most public-facing thing.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's.
0: How do I put this? You need an Overwatch League on the TV channel. As much as it shouldn't need to be there, because who cares? There's something symbolically important about it getting there. And it needs to get there in a way that people aren't going, why are the video games on here? Mm -hmm. It needs to go, oh, what's that? That looks interesting. Flashy colors.
1: So here's how it actually goes, because I've seen it in action. Okay. Is people who. Aren't into video games, turn it on and go, oh, this is that thing that so and so was telling me about. (laughs) And that's how their intrigue goes. Fair. Because at the very least, my mom found out about Counter Strike on TBS, and I've never been a big Counter Strike thing, but my mom suddenly had to tell me, like, oh my God, video games are on TV now. You've got to come see this. And my mom stayed there and watched and was like, and then she started doing, can you start explaining some of this stuff to me? Because this is interesting. So, no, but, right, that's that's how I've seen it.
0: Yeah, it's still bizarre that of all the channels to pick up Counter Strike, it's TBS. TBS.
1: Characters welcome, or, welcome or whatever.
0: I thought that was USA, but I don't funny? know. I don't know. Yeah, I. I don't, I don't watch TV.
3: TV. Yeah, there's nothing there. <laughs> all believe. all the good stuff winds up on the internet anyway. Yeah. Nah, I.
0: Yeah, I guess my kind of my overarching wish list item that kind of it goes down to just like the root of anything I want from this is it needs to act like of like what we think of as a traditional sport. And I'm not just talking from a broadcasting or merchandising standpoint. I'm talking from a some weird ass shit happens in the FTC with some frequency. Like, I don't follow football maybe as closely as some people do but rarely do I hear stories about games ending in the champions throwing shit at each other, literal shit out in the hallway of the venue hosting them.
1: That's because they try and bury it. That absolutely still happens. Yeah. Ro- Bronkowski is
3: a person. <laughs> yes. Yes, he is, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> Proof you can be half meat sandwich.
1: <laughs> oh, there's a guar reference in here. Sure. <laughs> yeah. They have a song called Meat Sandwich.
0: Yeah. No, it's an, and maybe that's a suppression thing. Maybe that's be people behave a little better than they should. Maybe it's the general immaturity of some of the esports stuff, but I want to feel serious at the end of that. I want to be handled seriously. Mm-hmm. And not just look how silly this is or hey, we're doing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But yeah, I I don't know. I again, like I don't care about Overwatch. The level of interest I have in this is weird for me where it's like, no, I want to brute for a team. I don't necessarily want to watch a single game. Mhm. Yeah. I mean, ideally a lot of these teams should start to have some
1: kind of a foothold in other e- or video games. Like I don't imagine that if they start doing competitive like if they try and start moving StarCraft towards the same thing, that they won't try and keep the same brand and be like, "Hey, it's still the Boston Uprising; it's the StarCraft."
0: See, I don't want that. I want like a totally different team for StarCraft. Like, it's not the Boston Bruins that also happen to play hockey and basketball. It's just one thing. Okay, that's fair. Like, that's kind of my issue with the existing teams. Like, oh, it's the it's the CS:GO part of Team Liquid. I don't care about that part.
2: hmm uh,
1: I mean, I've always had a degree of separation for it, and it's yeah. given me, like... It's given me something to approach the times it's like, oh, I'm gonna be watching Counter-Strike. Well, I like Team Liquid's LOL team. I guess I'll root for them. Yeah, I... I, neither, I neither side's wrong yeah. on that
0: one. I want them to be separate. I want to be treated as separate things. I want, like... I don't have to throw the qualifier around of the Overwatch Boston Uprising. It's like, what, the Six Boston Uprising. Which one are we talking about again?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'll put that on your wish list that they make another team call it a different
0: thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, they, they can be owned by the same people. I do not care on that topic, but I do not want it to be like the way current esports is where it's like, oh, it's one team that does nine different sports that doesn't exist in any other sport except maybe, like, car racing, and that's still kind of the same sport.
2: Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Well,
1: anything else you all
3: yeah, ask for before that's... we reel it in?
0: You got anything?
1: Nah, I'm good.
0: Fair. Yeah, that's going to do it this week, I suppose, for our main topic. Uh, we have no listener mail this week, but as Jeff mentioned earlier, if you want to contact us, um, that can be done. Uh, Sending your love questions, your relationship questions, uh, general questions in general are fine. Uh, specific stuff, comments on the show, et cetera, et cetera. We like getting we like getting contacted. But if you were going to contact us, Jeff, how would you go about doing that?
1: So it's easy. First, what you need to do is you need to found an esports team. Then you probably need to make it into a game that isn't Overwatch, because Overwatch has already filled all its slots. And then you need to Start making team jerseys. And they need to be actual colors that Charlie would buy. I'm suggesting probably Houston uh, Outlaws colors because toxic colors are sick. If
0: your logo is a flaming skull and the flame is like neon green, that's probably a good start.
1: That that, that would be a good start. And then you're going to take those esports jerseys and you're going to make your team have their gamer tags spell out the letter you want read on this podcast, Ooh. and eventually Charlie will take notice because of the aforementioned flaming green skulls. Or more simply, you could reach us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com.
0: What's that email again? Bad impression of Alex. I'm going to do right now wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Is Wicked exactly awesome cast. spell
1: that exactly how out. Alex sounds.
0: Yes, bad impression of Alex. Spelled exactly as Feel it sounds. Feel free to
1: send in bad impressions of Alex as well.
0: Yes, oh, please do. Hi. <laughs> yes, spelled as it sounds down in the show notes, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. You really can probably send us almost anything. We might respond to it in some way at this point. We're down to clown would be the phrase I might use at this point. <laughs> Not to sound desperate, but I kind of have always want us to get weird emails and I've never sure I've quite <laughs> directed us in the direction of like, no, ask us who'd win in a bat versus knife fight, like they do on Giant Bomb or something. Me and Jeff would be into that debate.
1: <laughs> yeah, that that is absolutely a good use
3: of our time. Yeah. But
1: uh, with that, do you want the honors or should I?
0: Uh I think I did it last week, or I don't know who did it last week.
1: All right, thank you. The medal. <laughs>